Mm. Oh boy, I started a little early on the donuts today. Uh-oh, looks like you jumped the gun, Judd. A little bit. There's this glazed apple spice. Oh man, this is delicious. I'll bet. We've got a great show today. I'm really excited. We have... Oh, and here he is. Wow, it seems like every time we start these, the, the guest walks right in. World-renowned, international, jet-set, destination photographer, Kenny Kim. Welcome, Kenny. Hey, thanks for having me on the show, guys. That's great. You that just... That looks really good. That donut looks amazing. Oh, so... Good to know. Okay. Good to know. I'll keep that in mind. You know, as we have our little Napa Valley adventure. You just flew in from Chicago. Glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a little bit jet lagged, but, you know, I'm good to go. You're okay? You okay? We'll have a good time today. Got my coffee ready. I'm ready to go. Okay, we're going to have fun. Well, before we get to the show itself, Lauren, what do you think? We invite you to join Judd at his family's winery on the south end of Silverado Trail. Judd's Hill Winery, located at 2332 Silverado Trail, here in Napa Valley, California, USA. Mm. You got me a donut in my mouth again. Oh, sorry, Judd. That's okay. We'd love to have you come visit. All the visiting information is at judshill.com. And while you're there, you can, well, check out all kinds of stuff. We have uh, information about all of our experiences you can have, the interactive and fun wine experiences we do. We have our quirky videos. And uh, you know what? We have all our wine as well. So we even have sometimes visits from Ira C. Smith. Hi there. There he is, Iris Sports, here since 1976. 76, and loving having you as part of the Valley. Should we give a little special perk for our listeners? Just for being an avid listener, type in coupon code JNVS, all in lowercase letters, please, no capitals, and you'll get 15% of your entire wine order. That's a great deal, Lauren. Thank you, but I think we can do better. We could even do better. Well, you can join the Judd's Hill Wine Club anytime, day or night. That's right. Information for that is also at Judd'sHill.com. It's free to join. You're guaranteed to get all the wine, invitations to great events, and fun. You get fun. You know what else is fun? This show is fun. I love doing the show. Let's get to it. Let's do so. Come on, Kenny. Woo! Let's do it. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of Finkel fun. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know From witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show On Judd's Napa Valley Show Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show Money doesn't buy happiness unless you spend it on wine. And now, live from the 1440 KVON studio in the beautiful Napa Valley, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lauren Mull, and here's your host, Judd Fingelstein. Uh, good morning, Mr. Lauren Mull. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, Judd. How about you? I'm great. It's a beautiful day in Napa Valley, but every day is a beautiful day in Napa Valley. We're very lucky to live here. You know, it's it's uh, we're kind of changing in the seasons right now, feeling the the chill coming on. But it's a beautiful sunny day. It's just it's gorgeous. I'm happy. Are you happy? You bet I'm happy. <laughs> okay, that's good. I'm glad to hear. What are you doing? You got any uh, gigs coming up? You singing at any professional sports arenas? Uh, 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 right now, sports <clears throat> arenas, not at the moment. No, no, but. Uh, uh, tonight, uh, we'll be doing some uh, some Christmas caroling with Cindy Skinner and uh, the Napa Valley Voices Organization. Fantastic. Where's that happening? Uh, tonight, it'll be happening at the, the, uh, at the Meadows on Atrium Parkway. Okay. 
we're going to be decking some halls and we whatnot. are, but yes, but unfortunately, it's a private event. Oh, I see. So we can't invite anybody. So, so sorry, the public is not cordially invited to attend. <laughs> okay, Lauren, the good to know. But I'm glad you get your singing chops up. And uh, speaking of singing chops, you know, uh, Barry Martin was just in here. We were admiring his mustache. I, I, oh, he just he just made an appearance. He's looking through the window. That's a great mustache, Barry. And I believe he grew that for his performance in Annie over at Lucky Penny Productions right now. That's right. And you know, I actually just saw that uh, this weekend. It's a great show, isn't it? It was a wonderful performance, yet it was so brilliant. I, I, I am, I'm not surprised, but I am extremely pleased. There's a lot of talent here in the Valley, and it is a, it's a professional production. It, it's really wonderful. It plays through December 23rd, and it's, it's become like the hot ticket in town. People are calling like crazy to get tickets, and many of the performances are already sold out. So if you'd like to go see Annie at Lucky Penny Productions, get on that right now. Something else that's a hot ticket is this very Thursday evening, December 7th, just two nights from now. Oh, let's hear about it. This is Vineyard Home Companion, a really wonderful show. It's going to be at Napa Valley Opera House. Starts at 7.30. Music, storytelling, comedy, on and on. It's a vaudeville extravaganza uh, with Meisner and Smith, kind of a folk and rock outfit, and Obsidian Sun, led by Sean Garvey, who's been a guest on this show who's an amazing musician that's americana roots and rock and uh, you know about six weeks ago he performed with emmy lou harris um, ah. not only did the band open for emmy lou but uh, he then came on and sang a duet with her very cool so this will be seven thirty p.m this thursday december 7th napa valley opera house oh lauren uh did i mention that um you happen to know the co-host of this show I think that would be you. Oh, it is. That is true. Yes, I'm honored and thrilled to be able to be the co-host for the evening in the historic Napa Valley Opera House. Been there since 1880. Wow. Yeah, I I get to be on that stage. If you'd like tickets, NVOH.org stands for Napa Valley Opera House. So NVOH.org, get your tickets for Vineyard Home Companion, December 7th. This Sunday, December 10th, is the annual Judd's Hill Hanukkah Hootenanny. So much fun. Always, always just packed. It's the most popular party of the year at our place. It's noon to 2.30 p.m. on Sunday. It benefits NapaCHI.org, which is the Community Health Initiative. And they ensure that all of Napa County residents have access to health insurance and health care. So very important group. They do great work. A healthy community is just that, a healthy community. So we need to have that. Come have some fun and help support uh, by coming out to Judd's Hill this Sunday. All of the details are at Judd'sHill.com. Click on the events tab, and while you're there, you can also see the details of our amazing Mississippi River Cruise coming up in April. That's all I've got to say about that. We have a wonderful guest who I am, as the kids say, super stoked to talk to today, get to know and uh, hear about this creative person. Would you like to introduce our guest, Lauren Mole? Sure, Judd. All right. The real dude's here. No pseudonym. He's attracted to light. Not too bright. Not too dim. His shots are all pro, bro. When he takes your fine photo, this camera master, Kenny Kim. All right. All right. <laughs> Kenny Kim, you well, are... 
Oh, go ahead. Yes, that was quite the introduction. Thank you, guys. Yeah, you are. You are. Uh, you have been Lauren Mold. Yes, that's his signature rhyming. As a matter of fact, I don't think anyone's ever read a poem. Um, you know, introducing me <laughs> like that. So that's really cool. Well, here you go. This is Judd's Napa Valley Show. Things, dreams come true here. Yes, yes. Yeah. Kenny Kim, you are a globe-trotting, internationally renowned destination photographer. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Famed throughout the world and uh, honored to have you here to talk a little bit about what it is you do, your connection to Napa Valley. You, you don't live here. No. You know, most, most of the folks we have on are, are locals uh, uh, doing their thing here in Napa Valley. You're, you're not a local. You're based in Chicago, but you seem to spend a great chunk of your life in Napa Valley. I feel like a local, to be honest with you. Well, well a lot of folks consider you one. You're, you're here <laughs> so much, and you, you're a great uh, connector of people, so you seem to know all the locals and what's happening here. Yeah, it's it's almost been about seven years now since I've been coming out to Napa Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, A friend of mine told me about it while I was in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was shooting a beautiful destination wedding, and one of the guests that was at the wedding, uh, who happened to be a re- Napa resident, said, huh, Napa Valley looks just like Tuscany. Ah. And at that time, I had never been to uh, Napa before, so I was like, really? So then she invited me out here. I came out. So I took her uh, up in her offer. I came out here, fell in love with the place. And I've been coming back here, I think, at least about four or five times a year uh, since then. Yeah, you're here very often. And I think how we met is you you, you got in touch with me. Yes. And it had to do with <laughs> not really wine. It didn't have to do with... Uh, photography it was ukulele exactly so i was at the oxbow market uh just having lunch and i saw one of the posters for a ukulele festival or yeah, should yeah. i say ukulele that you know the way the natives pronounce yes, it yes of course um and i saw this gentleman wearing you know wearing a fine hawaiian outfit shirt and he's holding a koaloa ukulele which i happen to use as well and i'm really good friends with the owners so just looking at the poster alone i reached out to you uh-huh. and you know what? Now we're sitting here across from each other. Yeah, that was a few years <laughs> back we'd become buddies. But I'm always intrigued by what you do because I'm not sure I know mm-hmm. your life path. I know that you are always out and about. You're probably rarely at your home in Chicago. <laughs> it doesn't seem like you ever go home. It's it kind of like, like a pit stop almost. Yeah, you're in Napa. You're in Italy. You're in the Caribbean. You're in... I don't know where you go, Central America, Asia, you're somewhere, you know, <laughs> photographing these fabulous events that you're, you're flown yeah. around the world to do. Have you always been a photographer or is this, I get the sense this is like a, you came to this a little later. You had another career yeah. first, maybe? It was kind of like my midlife discovery. Oh, um, yeah? I majored in graphic design, so I've always had interest in the arts mm-hmm. and I loved, you know, just expressing myself creatively. Photography wasn't something I, I got into until about in my late 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Went to school at University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana, for those of you guys from the central part of the United <laughs> States. Um, and working down there, um, I'm a big sports fan, so I'd always go to uh, sporting events. Mm-hmm. And every time I looked down from my nosebleed seat, I noticed that all the photographers had the best seats in the house. Uh, so yeah. I, you know, I came up with this idea, hmm, what can I do to go down there you know, and join these guys so I can get a great you know, view of, of the games? Right. So I found out through you know media credential and things like that, and through the connections that I had, that I was able to go down and sit there, and you know, and they asked me to take some pictures at the games, and 
it was exciting at first, but I realized I had no idea what I was doing you know, when, it came to, when it came to photography. So you were able to talk your way down there even having no experience as a photographer? Exactly. It was just all yeah. about you know, knowing the right person to ask. Oh, I see. Yeah, and I did have a camera at the time, so they probably thought that I knew what I was doing. <laughs> that helps. When, in fact, all I knew was one setting on camera, which was automatic, yeah. and I just yeah. you know, pressed the shutter. And it works in you know everyday life situation, but when it comes to at a professional setting like at a sporting event, I think uh, you know I had to learn how to use the camera properly. So yeah, yeah I just went down there, and then uh, once uh, once I learned how to use a camera, um, I was going to church at the time, and a lot of my friends were getting married, mm-hmm. so I was getting invited to uh, go to all these weddings. And um, again, like being the coolest guy that I am, I didn't know what to get people for wedding gifts, so <laughs> I just thought. You know what? Wait, what did a- you say coolest guy or clueless guy? Clueless guy. Oh, clueless guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always clueless. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, so I started taking pictures at weddings and just giving these images to them as a gift. And next thing I know, people are coming up to me, telling me how they love the photos that I was taking. Huh? And, you know, some of them even said, hey, don't tell our photographer, but I think our, you know, your photos are better than his. <laughs> so that kind of sparked an idea. And then people started, rumor got around that I was doing this. So then people started asking me to take photos at weddings. Next thing I know, in 2006, I left my you know full-time job and you know gave it gave it uh, professional photography a world. Wow, man! And throughout all this, you know, I'm not sure I know your whole background. Like, do you come from a artsy family? Has your family been supportive of of the arts? I mean, it's it's not always something mm-hmm. you know that folks think is going to be a sustainable career when you're in the creative field. Well, growing up in an Asian family, um, mm-hmm. you've always been kind of peer pressure to become academically, you know, smart, whether you be a doctor, <laughs> lawyer, or a businessman. I see. Thankfully, I had an older sister who fulfilled all those quotas for our parents. <laughs> okay, what, what does she do? <laughs> she's in the medical field. Oh, okay, and she's okay. the one that got all their scholarships, got straight A's, you know, so <laughs> I think that pressure was taken off of me a little bit. Okay. And one of the best things that my parents ever did for me was to just let me pursue my dream. Nice. And I think I spent a good part of my academic years just kind of exploring what I really want to do. And I knew I just, I was good at uh, cr- expressing myself creatively. I just didn't know in what avenue. So I dabbled in different you know, types of art throughout my high school and college. And it was actually after college that I discovered photography. Wow. Wow. And, and now that you have really established yourself as one of the, I mean, I, I say, this sounds glib, but you know, I did a little research and it, it does seem to be true as one of the, <clears throat> pardon me you know, top destination photographers mm-hmm. out there, and especially when it comes to weddings. How, how does your, your family must be very proud, even though you're not a doctor or a lawyer. I mean, you are a businessman. This is a legitimate business that yes. you do. It just yes. happens to be in a, in a creative aspect. How's the response? You know, I think my mom's very happy that I'm doing what I love. Mm-hmm. But to be honest with you, if I asked her, like, what do you think, you know, what do you think my job entails? I think she'll still have a little bit of a hard time explaining what I do. <laughs> she calls me, like, you know, when I'm in the middle of nowhere or in, on the other side of the world. And uh-huh. she thinks that I'm still, like, you know, at home. So she's, <laughs> she just starts talking to me, like, hey, what are you up to? And, you know. And I'm like, oh, mom, I'm in Greece right now. And she's like, Greece? Where's that? You know, kind of response. <laughs> she doesn't subscribe to your uh, Instagram page? <laughs> she does, actually. But she just goes there to like, you know, to like the photos, but she doesn't really engage or anything like that. And she's completely foreign to social media. All right. So, how, so if she doesn't completely understand what it is you do, how do you explain it to her? You know, I just uh, I show her the pictures that I take, you know, at weddings that I go to. Mm-hmm. And she knows that they're great photos. And then I tell her the story behind a lot of the photos that I take. And she does appreciate that. I think for her, it's hard to kind of wrap her mind around the fact that, you know, this is what I do for a living. Because I think, I mean, even for myself, like growing up, I didn't think I can make a career out of, you know, taking pictures for people, especially at weddings. So, you know, I completely understand where she's coming from. 
It looks like a dream job. I mean, I do follow you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, I check out your Facebook page. And by the way, any folks at home who want to follow along, uh, this is Kenny Kim, and that's also his website, KennyKim.com. So have a look. Uh, go on Instagram. You can go there. Is it a different handle on Instagram or is it Kenny Kim? Yeah, but I think if you go to KennyKim.com, you can find pretty there. much everything there. Yeah. Okay, where was I going with this? It looks like the absolute dream. You are flying around the world. You're going to some of the most beautiful locales Mm -hmm. anywhere. You're part of these lavish events and experiences, Mm -hmm. which from the outsider seems great. You know, I'm also a businessman, and Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, looks great. I cannot imagine the intense pressure on Kenny right now (laughs) to make sure that these photos are exactly... Right. You know, perfect, what the client wants. That, that's got to be a lot of pressure. You know, it's funny. They say that grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. You know, I look at you know, guys like you, and I'm envious of, you know, the place that you get to live here in Napa Valley and the job that you have making wine, you know, making people happy with what you do. And in that sense, wedding photography is very similar. I think, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously I'm producing photographs, but, um, you know, wedding photography is not about just taking pictures. You know, it's really about getting into the lives of the people, understanding who they are, what makes them what they do, and, you know, really seeing that vision and capturing that for them. So one of the things I love about Destination Wedding is that I get to spend multiple days uh, with, the, with my clients and their family members. And the more I get to know them, uh, I feel like I, I do a better job as a photographer because I understand the nuances of this family that I'm capturing. That makes a lot of sense. You know, if you know their personalities, you know when to catch them doing what or what they might be up to, mm-hmm. what they might like to see. Do you do you meet up with the folks beforehand? Do you yeah. interview them anyway or like the two of you interview each other just to kind of get a sense sure. or how, do, how does that work? You know, every client is a little bit different because my clients are you know located all across the world and, and different parts of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I meet them like or, or online through like a Skype interview, uh, sometimes through phone call. Uh, there are some times where I actually go out to where they live just to meet with them. And then in wedding photography, there is this uh, type of photos that we do before they get married called engagement session. Mm, yeah. And that's the time, uh, time that we spend together just capturing some photos in a non-formal way and just get to know the couple through that sense. And obviously, if I'm shooting destination wedding in a remote location, I go out there you know, a few days in advance just to kind of spend time with, you know, with their family members and you know, just get to know them um, as we... Uh, as we spend time together. Wow. So maybe let's talk a little bit about some of the places you've you've been. I mean, multiple mm-hmm. multiple countries. Are there any? Let's see. How should we split this up? Maybe uh, maybe you can tell me about some places that have just really wowed and impressed you. Mm-hmm. And then um, if we can get into some stuff that didn't quite turn out the way you expected, I'm sure there's got to be. You've got to have some crazy stories. So I so. feel like I've traveled to so many different parts of the United States that like going to like California or you know, New York or just you know, different state just feels like a, a different office location for me. Mm. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that in any bad way because you know, these are all beautiful locations. But I feel like you know, I've made traveling so efficient. That you know, it just makes it easy for me to get to the locations. I think some places that take my breath away are the ones that are like destination outside of the country. Yeah. Um, for a good example, I went to. I had a uh, chance to go to Greece this year for the first time. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, we spent about a week over a week in Mykonos Island, and my gosh, the Greek culture was beautiful. And I'm just the food, the people, the culture, every, and the weather as well. You know, everything about that just really blew me away. So you got a chance to actually enjoy where you were. That's something I think about too when I see your photos sure. and think, man, this guy's got it made. But then. I wonder if you are just kind of stuck there at the event and then have no chance to really explore. But it sounds like if you had a week. Right. 
No, I mean, actually, we did do like something almost every day while I was there. But again, I'm not like you know tied to those events throughout the entire time. But I do uh-huh. have some time to kind of you know go out and you know enjoy the things around there. And one of the things actually I love to do is is meeting the locals yeah. that are there. And for me, it allows me to make the places that I go not such a foreign location, but become, make it more of home by getting to know the people in that area. And that allows me to you know give that gives me um, you know excuse to come back and meet these people and follow up with them. And, you know, and just become familiarized with it. it, just in case, you know, someone else wants me to go out to the same location. Well, I think, I think that's – you kind of hit on something there, and you're a great people person. And that, that, that's kind of why I advocate travel. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important to get out of one's bubble. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking generally now. Right. But I, I think it's important to get out of the bubble. Go see – the rest of the world right or a couple places in the rest of the world right and take a tour that's great if you can actually start meeting people mm-hmm. who actually live there strike up conversation as much as you can if even if there's a language barrier maybe find somebody you can translate mm-hmm. and get to know one another yeah. get an understanding no yeah, I, I think, think the perspective of the world um, becomes so much um, more endearing that people really are people and there there are mu- there are many. Well, let's see what's it. Take the, your time. Yeah, right? no, no. I'm just trying to think of the best way to phrase this. Mm-hmm. The barriers that I think many of us perceive really disappear the moment you you are amongst people and talking right. to them. Right. It's like wow, these folks. We we actually do have a lot in common, even yeah. though we might speak another language. We live in another another country, but we're having a great time together. You know, people are people. Yeah. So why should it be that you and I should get along so? <laughs> Awfully, I think somebody said that once. Wine, yeah. <laughs> no. Anyhow, oh, I think you hit it right on the head. Um, and actually, a lot of people have this conception that, or misconception that, you have to go like halfway around the world to travel or to see different things. Um, when actually people ask me advice about you know traveling, one of the first thing I say to them is that we live in an era where we actually don't have to go far to travel. Um, you know, we have all the information in front of us. Uh, so you can research and find out more about the locations that you're interested in. And one thing, actually, I really uh, admire about you, Judd, is that you're always involved in the community uh, you know, with different things. And I think you know that's another great way to travel because when you're involved in the community, you meet people from different walks of life. And by getting to know them, you get a taste of what their culture is like. You yeah. know? And as you get to know that, you, you might you know, develop a sense of earning to visit that particular location. Uh, for me, it's you know a good example is Italy. Um, you know, meeting different Italians in, in my city of Chicago, uh, I just found some kind of a um, earning to go visit this country. And for some reason, every time I go there, I don't speak their language. They don't look like me, but for some reason, <laughs> I feel like I'm at home. And that has kind of become like a second home to you. You're in Italy quite often, and yes. in fact, you've got you have a you, you do these amazing photo tours that. Mm-hmm. Can anybody sign up for these, or do you have to be a professional photographer? Not at all. Anyone that's interested in traveling, uh, they want to experience different culture while having a camera in your hand, and can come. Okay, um, so you're going to Italy in April. Right, uh, April 24th through 29th. Perfect timing. You know, folks can go on my Mississippi River cruise, which is the 15th through the 23rd from Perfect. New Orleans to Memphis. Then catch a flight as soon as you get off the boat and exactly. meet Kenny in Italy. 
<laughs> the very next day. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and then you can get best of the both worlds. Yeah. So t- t- what happens on these uh, tours? So we spend about a week together um, going to a different region throughout Italy. I'm a big uh, fan of um, not trying to see all everything in like in a short period of time, but I really want people to experience the culture and the surrounding. So we usually pick up one particular region, and we'll go to the, some of the best places you know that the region has to offer. And we do a lot of activities, whether it be wine tasting, you know, pasta making, you know, cheese tasting and you know we also drive through beautiful parts of that region so we can uh, capture some beautiful photos and the best thing about that tour is that you get to network with people in a small group setting yeah which uh, just makes it really fun for uh, traveling and and you i'm sure are a great instructor we can get into a little bit more about this after the break which we have to take in a second but you've written two books about digital photography yes you've been featured in I mean, so many magazines I couldn't even count in periodicals. It's crazy, your, your work. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it would be a trip of a lifetime, not only just to be somewhere mm-hmm. like Italy with somebody who's so well-connected on the local level like you are, but to actually get some guidance right. on photography uh, from somebody like yeah, you. Yeah, and I think the vision behind the trip is not just like any uh, typical tour where you know you can sign up for one of those you know, anywhere you go. But um, one of the things I experienced my first time going to Italy was just this new sense of life and appreciation and the passion that I developed for my craft. And it's one of those things that I can't repeat it, um, but what I can do is I can share it with other people. And I get joy out of other people you know, experiencing that for their yeah. first time. And that was the whole reason why I started this uh, photo venture tour. Well, you're a people person. You like to make other people happy. It's wonderful. <laughs> Information is at KennyKim.com? Yes, KennyKim.com. Or they can go to a, a website called PhotoVentureTours.com. Say it one more time. PhotoVentureTours.com. That's great. And I, I'll vouch for it. I haven't been on the tour, but I know that if you like to be in a beautiful place with a friendly person anyway, if you like to eat great food and drink great wine, you couldn't have a better guy than, uh, than Kenny Kim. We got to take a little break. Okay. We come back. We'll have more with uh, internationally renowned jet set photographer Kenny Kim. You're listening to Judd's Napa Valley Show. We'll be right back after these messages. Everyone's a Fingal friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. At 1440 on your AM dial in Northern California and streaming live around the world at KVON.com. Back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. Thank you very much, Lauren Mole, streaming around the world via the website. Podcast version can be found via the, what's that called? The Apple iTunes Store. And around the world is where you're going to find our guest, Kenny Kim, internationally renowned destination photographer. Um, you were talking about photo tours before the mm-hmm. break. Let's get to know... Uh, you a little oh, better. We met. It was the ukulele or ukulele mm-hmm. connection, and you're you're a bit of a strummer. You love going to Hawaii. You like yeah. the ukulele. Do you uh, do you have any gigs coming up? Do I have any <laughs> gigs coming up? Uh, I would have to probably pay a lot of people money <laughs> for me to be able to play. Uh, come uh, on, don't sell yourself short. No, but actually, fortunately, my wife is a professional musician, so I get to you know live vicariously through her. She plays the cello, uh, and she performs with various artists um, and does uh, different recordings. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, last time I saw you, Mm -hmm. uh, you were in town with your wife, and she was performing with Jake Shimabukuro at the Uptown Theater. Right. And that was back in February, so it might have been a few. A couple times ago, I guess, now I think about it. But it was great to see her. She's an amazing cellist, Mm -hmm. and to see her on stage with that 
the, the, the energy of Jake and she was just like, had that intensity. It was riveting. Right, right. And if you guys out there uh, ever get a chance to listen to Jake play live, I mean, do it because it's one of those once in a lifetime experiences. Never thought that, you know, someone with four uh, ukulele uh, strings could make such beautiful sound. It's incredible. The first few times I saw him perform live, he didn't have anybody else with him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't sing. Mm-hmm. It's just a ukulele. Exactly. And he plays this thing, and people are jumping out of their chairs, screaming. And I, I, that's not figurative. That People right. are actually doing that. Right. And you know what I appreciate about guys like him is that um, I, I can learn a lot of lessons about photography by just observing them. Oh, yeah? How so? Uh, one of the things I realize is that everyone that's successful at what they do is uh, you know, they have passion in, you know, behind oh, yeah. the craft. And, you, it's, it's, and passion is so contagious. And if you love what you do, I think you know, passion is something that just exudes out of you. So, I mean, whether you're a musician or a winemaker or, you know, just, it doesn't have to be any profession. I think if you're passionate about what you do, people, just, people are drawn to that. I, I think you're right, and you are selling yourself short because a little, um, a little earlier I was on the Internet cruising around, and I found a clip of, on YouTube of Kenny Kim oh boy. playing a song. And unfortunately, I, we tried plugging this in through the board. It's, uh-huh. it's not connecting well, so I'm going to hold this up to the microphone. Hopefully, oh hopefully this will work. <laughs> Here's a little bit of, of Kenny Kim. Let's see if we can... All your world travels. <laughs> There's passion in there, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, so you're, you're, you're shaking your head, though. Are you sure that's me? <laughs> it said Kenny Kim, the love minstrel of British Columbia. Is that not you? No, it is not me. Oh, okay, my mistake. <laughs> It's so funny. It said Kenny Kim. I get a little nervous because you know you don't you don't know what's out there these days, you know. And once it goes up in the air, it's it's there permanently. So I was like, no. Uh-oh. Apparently, there is this this known kind of street musician. This was from several years ago. I don't know if he's still up there or not. But yeah, in British Columbia, <laughs> uh, named Kenny Kim, and uh, that that was him. That's funny. The I love think, minstrel. I think there's a Kenny Kim professional golfer out there too. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then there's another, um, I don't know, there's a few other Kenny Kims. If you Google it out there, yeah. That was perfect, though. He was singing about all the places he's been. I mean, sound, right, I'll take all the like... credit. If you guys enjoyed it, then that was me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the books you've written. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about those. All One right. of them is called Digital Wedding Photographer's Planner. The other mm-hmm. is Digital Wedding Photography Photo Workshop. Okay. Tell me about these. Are these for the... The layperson, like if I get invited to a wedding and someone says, can you take some pictures, uh, should I read this? Or is this really more for the professional to kind of up the game and help help that person? Um, it really started as a vision for me. Um, when I got into wedding photography, there really wasn't a manual on how to shoot a wedding, uh, how to execute a, a successful wedding photography. So based on the things that I learned and tips that I gathered along the way, I wrote I, it literally a kind of a, a manual, book manual for anyone that's interested in getting into photography. Um, so actually, I, get, I used to get a lot of questions from uh, new photographers, you know, asking for a lot of various tips on w- what they should do. So I just kind of wrote this book. Uh, it's been almost seven years now since I wrote it, and um, and it's still out there somewhere, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely out there. I mean, I I found it on um, 
a large internet uh, mm-hmm. booksellers website. Right. And then the second book that we're talking about was a sequel to that uh, first one, um, but it's more geared towards like workshop uh, series. So anyone that wants to actually practice uh, some of the, each of the topics that I go through, um, at the end of each chapter, there's a little exercise that they can use. Um, Such as? Um, how to shoot uh, in, at a reception you know, using like off-camera flash, for example. Um, or you know what they should do at a rehearsal, or you know just tips on how to go about you know shooting an engagement session. Is there one you want to give away right now as a little teaser? Uh, you know, I'm. A it's, it's a little more in depth. You got to read. Yeah, yeah. I would just say like just to share a quick um, odd tip. You know that not many people will probably get is uh, attend a rehearsal at a wedding. Um, you know, you don't get hired to shoot it, but rehearsals are where all the key important people are going to be attending. Mm-hmm. So then when I go there, I meet all those people, and they're the people that I'll probably focus on more uh, on the day of the wedding. I see. Capturing photos. And are you taking notes, or is it more mental? It's more just like mental snapshots. You know, I get to know all the people in the wedding party, the family members. Um, I try to memorize all their names. So then when I show up on the day of the wedding, I call everyone by their name. Yeah, and that's important. Yeah, people get freaked out. They think, you know, they think, hey, how does this guy know everyone? Because you know? <laughs> you're a people person. And you're doing just, what you should be doing. Yeah, and it's they obvious. just assume that I'm part of the family, you know, which is – and then they let their guards down and just be themselves. Nice. And makes it, uh, it makes it easy for me to capture uh, more candid and natural moments that way. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. No, that, that's great. Okay, so uh, – Again, I'll just read the names. Uh, Author is Kenny Kim, our guest right now. The first book is called Digital Wedding Photographer's Planner. Mm -hmm. The other is the uh, Digital Wedding Photography Photo Workshop. Right. They may not be circulating in uh, bookstores right now, but if you go to Amazon.com. That's where I saw it. Yes. Absolutely. Napa Valley. Yes. Even though you don't live here, you really have become like a local. You know, so many people in town. What... What keeps you coming back? What are you doing? Like, what's going on this trip? What brought you back? You just got here yesterday. You'll be here for a few days. Right. Well, Lauren put it perfectly. Uh, I think wine makes you happy. That's the reason why I keep coming <laughs> <Okay>. back. <laughs> no. Does it make you happy, Lauren? Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes too happy, right? <laughs> now, every, um, every, every time I come back to Napa, I try to kill multiple stones with, you know, uh, well, m- multiple birds with one stone. Right. Um, I th- you know, a lot of times I come back for weddings. Sometimes mm-hmm. I come back because uh, I have a few photo shoots uh, lined up with families or just, you know, people that want to get photos done. And then I'm connecting with, uh, you know, the wineries and meeting people here. Um, I find that most of my businesses come from, you know, meeting the locals. And, you know, when you, the more people you meet, the, you know, chances are, you know, they know someone that's getting married or they know uh, that they're going to get married themselves next. And, you know, wineries are some of the most beautiful backdrops for weddings. So yeah. I'm trying to, like, do my homework and research by studying what's out here and just building connections. And yeah. I'm basically planting seeds for the future. Very so, good. And you, you are doing a shoot, though, I think yes, you told yeah, me. Yeah? yeah, I have a couple of shoots lined up this week. Okay. And then I'm just meeting some people out here. And you do more than just weddings. I mean, if somebody wanted, you know, their family to be photographed, exactly. portraiture, maybe it's the holiday card. Right. I mean, you'll do, you'll you'll do those as well. Right. Some wineries will ask for stock photos. Uh, oh, some sure. people will ask for you know family shoots or just lifestyle sessions. So, if somebody's out here that's interested, um, feel free to give me a call. I have a couple of spots left. And your contact info is at kennykim.com? Yes. Okay, that's It'll good. Be very to... interesting if we get something from this. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Of course, you have a Facebook uh, presence, and we talked about Instagram. Other ways people should see your photos? I think, I think Instagram and Facebook are probably two of the most uh, popular social media platforms right now to uh, showcase right. your work and That's to connect with the people. All right. We talked earlier about places that have uh, really impressed you. We talked about Greece and Italy. Mm-hmm. Let's look on the other side of the coin. Did you ever show up for one of these fabulous 
destination events and and things weren't quite as you expected. I mean, weddings are notorious as not going as planned. Right. So have you ever found yourself in one of these situations where like, uh-oh, I've, I've got to use my resources and be savvy because this is not happening the way I thought it was going to happen? Or, or did something kooky and unexpected happen that everyone had to kind you know, of pivot with? Or That's a great point, Judd. Um, it's not so much the location itself that surprises me. Right. It's the weather condition. Okay. If so. you're doing lots of outside destination or weddings, um, you just never know what the mother nature is going to give you. So I've had weddings where literally right in the middle of the ceremony, it started pouring rain, and everybody had to dodge inside a split second. Um, you know, so you, and your camera keeps clicking, right? Yeah, this, you have this to. is probably good stuff. Exactly, yeah. I mean, some, some of the best photos come from extreme conditions, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've had those kind of situations. I've had, like, medical emergencies happen, you know, during a ceremony or mm-hmm. at the reception. So, again, you know, these things you, don't, you can't plan for. And you can't really expect. But, you know, again, you got to keep your cool and, and your calm and just, you know, you're there to do a job and, you know, and do it the best of your ability, I guess. Is there anything happened that completely changed your uh, or some aspect of the way you do business where, where an event happened like, wow? Yes. Okay. <laughs> One thing comes to mind right away. Okay. Is actually when I got married seven, uh, five years ago. Your own, your own wedding. Right. Okay. Going through the wedding experience from oh. the groom uh, <laughs> actually helped me to see, in, like, uh, to see better like, you know, through my client's eyes. Mm-hmm. And I realized there were a lot of moments that I was missing that I wasn't capturing that helped me to you know, understand. Now that I was a groom, I kept looking through the wedding day differently. And mm-hmm. I thought to myself, oh, I wonder if, you know, if the photographer's going to capture this or that, you know? And little just mental notes like that. It just helped me to be a better uh, photographer and really relate with my clients on a better level. That's great. So uh, get married. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great tip to be a wedding photographer. Get exactly. married yourself and take mental notes while you're doing it. <laughs> you know, you hear this term bridezilla, and it, it goes on the, the male side as well, groomzilla, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Have you had to... Have, have you had to traverse those obstacles? You know, and you're such an easygoing, affable guy. I can't imagine you getting too too caught up or flustered by, right, by right. that type of personality. Yeah, you know that term. I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest no, with you. I, because, I, I mean, I think, well, first of all, I think like-mindedness kind of attract each other. I haven't had any you know, brides or bridezillas, per se. I think you know you just got to understand from their perspective, you know, they've been planning and dream, dreaming about this event all their lives. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they're emotionally charged. And I think when things aren't getting done the way they've envisioned it is when they sometimes may lay out a little bit of more emotion than they normally would. And, you know, I always like, to, and also I don't want to point fingers at vendors either, but, you know, also it's like when they're not doing their job is when people kind of tend to get a little bit upset. Mm. So, again, I have to kind of be the neutral person and just, you know, keep myself calm and just make sure that everything's going smoothly. And if someone does tend to, you know, react a little bit more than what you expect it. You just got to step in and be the, provide a calming energy. And take a picture of it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, calming energy. I think that's mm-hmm. that's 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 kind of sums you up, you know, and all the time that I've known you. I've, right. I've never really seen you fly off the handle about anything. <laughs> like like right now, you're, you're laughing. You got a big smile on your face. Yeah. You're like one of those dudes. Who, I'll tell you one embarrassing yeah. story, though, actually. This happened actually a couple of times, but because I'm moving around so much while I'm shooting weddings, mm-hmm. um, I've ripped my pants several times. <laughs> Uh-oh. And the first time it ever happened to me, I really panicked. I thought, oh, my gosh, this is the end of the world. Like it snagged on something? You ripped maybe like your no, cuff or this is like right down where – Right you down don't the, want... yeah, middle. yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. I'm flashing the whole world. Basically. Gotcha. <laughs> but and I just had this epiphany. I'm like, you know what? The wedding day is really about the bride and groom. No one's really noticing me. 
And I just kind of took a test. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go through the whole day until someone points out that I, my pants are ripped. Uh-huh. And ironically, no one said a word. No either, one. Either they were too embarrassed or they, I, I really don't think they were paying attention to me. You know? and, and ever since then, you know what? When things like this happen, you just got to just relax and, you know. And they weren't saying anything. They were just whipping out their camera phone, their phone probably. cameras and taking pictures of the yeah. the <laughs> photographer's bare rear end sticking out. You could probably Google <laughs> Kenny Kim for pants <laughs> on Google right now. Oh, man. So what's 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 in the future for Kenny Kim and photography? Or- well, I just wrapped up my 2017 season um, in terms of wedding. So I'm getting uh, I'm gearing up for next year. And just getting ready. Actually, uh, beginning of the year is when I do a lot of teaching at conferences. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting ready to talk. Uh, I have a conference that I have to go to in London, England, uh, in January. Huh? And in uh, February, I'll be at Las Vegas. And then, um, you know, in April, I'm doing a photo tour. Sure. Yeah, before the uh, 2018 season starts. So. Do you ever have any free time? You know what? I, my personal life and my professional life have just all just kind of jumbled into one. And because I love what I do every day, I really don't think seek out you know free time too much well that was that's kind of my next question is like what do you do for fun but <laughs> i hang you, out with judd <laughs> you're you what <laughs> i'm here hanging yeah, out with you guys hang out together and it is always fun but really i mean you you derive a lot of pleasure from what you do for a living so yeah i mean like even this morning i got up really early and i went to the great uh, crusher statue and i just sat there and watched the sunset took some photos enjoyed a cup of coffee you know, just some moments of solitude is what I really need to kind of recharge myself. Yeah. When people meet me in person, I think they get this notion that I'm a really outgoing guy and, you know, have a great personality per se. But if you really get to know me, I'm actually an introvert. So I need those uh, kind of moments of solitude. And that's how I kind of get myself energized. Wow. Well, wise words. I think we all need to take a break, take a moment, mm-hmm. evaluate what's going on with inside and, and then proceed. Amen. So you said you had a nice cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Something I'd like to ask you um, that goes along a little bit with that, but um, if you don't mind, I, I'd like you to be, I know this is unexpected, but please be honest. And if you don't want to answer, you don't have to. Okay. That's, those are the rules. Fair enough. If you're going to answer, be honest. Okay. If you don't want to answer, just let me know and we'll move on. Okay. I'm getting nervous. No, no, no. Don't get nervous. It's okay. Uh, Kenny Kim internationally renowned global jet set destination photographer. Do you go nuts for donuts? Oh, my gosh. I think donuts are my <laughs> biggest weakness, actually. <clears throat> All right. Well, here's some kryptonite for you. Oh, this Lord. is from our own local Buttercream Bakery, which you may know. So there's a little selection there. There's uh, Here, take a look. I want you to pick one of those donuts. There. Oh, my gosh. How did you know? This is my kryptonite. So, Lauren, he decided to answer the question. We appreciate that. Oh, Lord. All righty. Yeah. Which, 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 which one are you going to take right now? I'm going to take the old-fashioned. That one jumps out at me. The right maple old-fashioned. What? I'm telling you. It's uh, happened again. Well above 90% of our guests choose the maple old-fashioned. Oh, fashion. my gosh. You can't go wrong with old-fashioned. All right. So what I'd like you to do is just take like one minute right now. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you are going to set up the shot. The shot for the donuts? Yeah. Right here? Yeah. With that maple old-fashioned donut. I will probably any props, any light. Go ahead. No, I think the most well key to photography, good photography, is finding great source of light. So that will be my first thing that I will look for. Mm-hmm. In this studio, I probably wouldn't recommend uh, photographing this beautiful, delicious donut. Okay. So I would just take that and put it on a nice white plate, and then go outside and find a little nice little shaded area with a beautiful backdrop of Napa Valley. And I will take 
couple of photos and take a bite out of it afterwards. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Oh, that looks really good, actually. You, you can take a bite right now. You don't have to wait. Really? Wow. Good. Okay. This is amazing. There he goes, folks. Have you had a buttercream donut before? Oh, my God, no. Oh, they, you know, I've traveled quite a bit myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as far flung as you, but I try to do my sur- donut survey wherever I go, and I'm telling you, maybe I have a house palate, but buttercream oh is gosh. among the top donuts I've ever experienced anywhere. Oh, my God. It's so crunchy, too. It's great. It's wow. great. Thank you. Well, while you enjoy that, I'm happy to say it's now time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This is Mad Libs. That's right, Kenny Kim. We are now about to play the Mad Libs style fill-in-the-blank word game. You know how this works. Okay. You are a man of the world. You know about Mad Libs. Let's waste no more time. Here we go. I haven't played this since grade school, so oh boy. Okay. okay well, we do a couple little mental warm-ups. Remember your grammar, your parts of speech. Okay. First thing I'm asking for is a plural noun. In this case, things. Not a person or a place, but more than one thing. Like Word without an S at the end? Is that it, what you're it, saying? It could. Well, some don't have S's. There are plural nouns without S's. Okay. Hmm. How about sheep? There you go. A plural noun without an S. Okay. Another plural noun. Ooh. This is not one word, but how about ice cream? Is that a plural? It can be. Okay. I think so. Because you wouldn't say, look at all these ice creams I have. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Yeah. So. yeah ice cream. And I wrote ice creams because I was yeah. saying it right when I was already. <laughs> okay, ice cream. Got it. An adjective, uh, you know, description. Hmm. I'm looking at Lauren right now. Yeah. The first word that comes up is creepy. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come on. I, I have a I'm feeling kidding. he's joking. Uh, <laughs> you guys have been hitting it off. Lauren's great. Yeah. Um, another adjective. Uh, an adjective. Okay. Yeah. Awkward. Awkward. Now he's looking at me. <laughs> awkward. A noun, singular this time. You know what? While I'm eating this donut, I'm just going to say pastry. Pastry. Any particular type of pastry? A creamy pastry. Okay. I always like to put a little adjective sometimes on the singular nouns. Mm. It makes it more fun. Makes it sound better. Yeah. How about a year? A year. Any year. Okay. Um, well, since today is the the... Day that commemorates the ban of the prohibition, December fifth. I'm going to say 1933. Yes, it's Repeal Day. Repeal Day. Yeah. Thank exactly. goodness for repeal. We can all have a nice drink. Oh yes. Uh, I'll drink to that as I say. A Cheers. number. Give me a number. Cheers. Three. The number three. And finally, a noun. A noun. Yep. Another noun. Yeah. Okay. Just a singular noun. Um, foot. Foot. Like. Or feet. Should I say feet or foot? A foot. Okay. Yeah. Foot. Like you know. Not the unit of measurement, but actually what's at the okay. the bottom of our bodies when we're standing upright? Yes. Is that what we're talking about? And Toes I, are attached? Okay. If I had to add an adjective, I'll say smelly foot or feet. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, do you want smelly? I can, what, it's your, your call. We'll say foot. Just foot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a big <laughs> foot. get too grab. <laughs> okay. Bigfoot. That's a good one, too. <laughs> like Sasquatch? You want Bigfoot or you want like just a foot? Yeah, let's do Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Okay. All right. Here we go. Final answer is Bigfoot. Okay. Judges? All right. It's okay. Okay. We got clearance from the judges. You can do Bigfoot. Okay. Kenny Kim, <clears throat> recently, I uh, was looking around on your website, KennyKim.com, mm-hmm. and there's a section there called About Kenny Kim. 
It's great. You can learn all about who you are, your photography, some of the accolades that you have earned um, and been bestowed. Okay. We took a little snippet. And by we, I just mean I. I'm trying to spread <laughs> spread the credit in case this goes wrong. But this is me. I uh, I copied a little bit of the, the, of the, the text. Okay. And you have just rewritten this section via this Mad Libs game. Are you ready? I'm ready. To hear what it says about you at KennyKim.com. This might be my new bio. All right, here we go. Yeah, you might like this. Save judgment till after. Here we go. Kenny Kim has always been fascinated by the visual arts, especially the connection between art and photography. So far, so good. Okay, good. Glad to hear that. Combined with his love of sheep and (laughs) ice cream... Wow, man. Uh, He has become one of the most creepy and awkward destination (laughs) creamy pastry photographers of his industry. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to talk to some of your past clients about that. All right. Since 1933, Kenny Kim Photography has quickly grown into a nationally recognized studio. And Kenny's work, which spans the globe in more than... Three weddings and destination events. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking four? Um, okay. Four, you, five. You, you've yeah. done four or five? Okay. Yeah. All right. So in uh, more than three weddings and destination events has been featured in the most respected Bigfoot periodicals. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Kim. I should have said like horses and hounds or something. There you go. It's all in good fun. That's I'm awesome. so pleased that we had a chance to sit down and talk. It's been a pleasure having you here on the show. I look forward to many more great images coming from um, your talented eye. Thank you, John. And it's been a pleasure being on the show. And thank you for all that you do for the community as well. Yeah, very kind. Well, we'll do it again sometime. Okay, looking forward to it. This is Lauren Mole speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gil Lamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.